Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Okay, so you know what I'm say from dynamite, ne? So, Tanya Amanda is a pocket rocket, okay? And she is here to shoot the enemy's plans into pieces. So sometimes, because I'm your shepherd, I, 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 you know, I take it slow for a day or two and I make a lot of excuses before I lay it up. Tanya Amanda, you don't have to make any excuses. When she comes in here, she comes with a dynamite and there's net bomb of it fall. So, Tani, we welcome you. Thanks for loving us. Um, Tani Amanda, please share that. Just testimony about how you were praying before Shofa Sekuna even started. And uh, it's just incredible that before there was a small group here, before Carl even came, that's long ago, right? Um, and before Carla Estelle was here, Tani Amanda was already praying. And uh, church ended up in a little home where Hanu and Estelle stays now. In Oranya Straat, that's where we had church. And there was five people and they took up offering and everything. They had announcements. And uh, I, they tell the story that there was, there was times when, um, uh, I remember Lishan loved the story, where there was one or two people playing in the band. And Lishan was doing the um, projector. And one person was singing. <laughs> And uh, here we are today uh, with a morning and an evening church. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. And so, Tanya Amanda, um, go for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. He's not the man that he can lie. We prayed for the city. The Lord gave me this, this opportunity to buy Fighter First in Secunda many, many moons ago. And, um, yeah, you know, when you have a platform in the city, in the marketplace, you actually receive with that an authority to pray in a different way for a city. Isn't that so? So I quickly found people with faith, and we started to pray for Secunda, because this was quite a dark place. Let me tell you, it was darker than now. And the Lord started to reveal to us one or two or three or ten strongholds that's keeping the people in bondage. And um, we asked God, what is your strategy to reach the town? And the Lord laid this thing in my heart to um, pray that God will send reborn, spirit-filled, on-fire engineers to Sasso. I mean, what a prayer to pray. So we started to pray. God sent spirit-filled, on-fire engineers to Sassel and people, workers, people that will come and, 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 and just infiltrate the place. Because you know what? One thing we need to understand is darkness cannot resist light. The church is supposed to be a city on a hill, placed by God on the hill. This morning when we worshiped, and now when we worship, I saw a picture of the church. And I saw um, a mountaintop. 
and how you started to ascend towards the mountaintop. At the base, there's still many people. In front, there's one or two leaders, but you are moving. And um, a few years ago, I had a dream about Sekunda Shofar. I love you. I mean, I declare my love to you every time when I come and preach. And I want to amen. amen. And we love you too. That's how we respond to love. <laughs> but, you know, love is the most powerful weapon that the Lord gave us. Satan has no cure for love. He cannot resist love. He cannot, there's nothing he can do against pure love. So love is one of the ways. But anyway, I had a dream about you as a congregation. And I will never forget because this morning... I was quite, you, at the stage, I felt the compassion of God for the city. And I knew that God is going to use you from now on to truly impact Secunda. You will see why. He changed my whole sermon under the, um, not the sermon, I need to bring a testimony for you. So I dream, I had a dream about you. And in the dream, what stood out was how beautiful you were. I looked over the congregation. It looked a little bit different from the setting now. It was, the setting was more like in a half moon setting. And I could look from the side, from the front, and I saw all the faces. And I saw the countenance of Christ in you. And it really touched me deeply. And it also gave me a, a strength and faith Pray for this congregation that you will not settle for a mediocre religion. That you will not settle for a mediocre Christianity. But that you will discover Christ crucified. Christ the resurrection one. Christ the one who gave us the gifts. Christ the one who empowered us to grow in, in godliness and, and in righteousness. Jesus paid the price. His blood purged us. His blood, and because of his blood, we are righteous. But we need to walk the walk with Christ. We need to stir up our holy faith, as the word says in Jude. And it's my responsibility. This morning, I, I preached about Abraham and how his faith and his obedience and his fear and love and trust for God activated what we can experience today. Because of his faith, he opened a way for Christ because Christ's lineage came from, from Abraham's faith. But the important thing that God wants to tell us tonight is that it's no longer a story that we are listening to. It needs to become a revelation that we are risen we're raised by, with Christ and seated in heavenly places. And that he calls us his ecclesia, the called out ones. And that God wants us to put action. I told him this morning, Abraham had to take action. It's, imp it's um, interesting how the word says um, in, in, in Genesis 22, he 
placed the wood on Isaac, and then they walked, and he took the knife. But more important than what Isaac and Jacob and Abraham did, because this is the God we serve, isn't that so? Don't we declare we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? It's what Father God did for us. At the same place where he brought the ram and he bailed Abraham out, he sacrificed his son, the perfect lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth and by his blood made us kings and priests unto our God. It's the word says in one translation, he made us a kingdom of priests. And why? Because the Lord is looking for a people that will get to a place where we understand we are called not only as priests unto God. This is the place where we worship him, where we pray, where we study the word to get to know the high priest better. And to get to know his character. So that he can impart what we need as families. We are in relationship week or month, but our relationship with God will determine our destiny as families. And his desire is that we will search him and seek after him and crave for his presence. And then from that place of his presence, we go out and we impact as kings, we are called to impact the kingdom, the world, and called to populate the world with the character of Christ. And the Lord wants me to just talk to you tonight. Because you know there's people dying without Christ, and we are the answer. There's people that struggle. The other thing God showed me this morning is we need to pray for sick people tonight and activate you to become powerful in the marketplace because we are the answer. The resurrection power of Christ through the baptism of the Holy Spirit is in us. The world needs Jesus and he works with his church. The Lord can summon his angels. But the word says his angels is ministering spirits that assist us. Our words activate them. Our faith activate them to do and to work with us. I will share something about my family line tonight because we were talking about the reopen the wall of generational blessings. But you know, the best generational blessing we received was to become part of the household of Father God, to be adopted into his household as sons and daughters of God. That's the biggest blessing. I've been somewhere this week in Pretoria, in Joburg, and people sat and they were talking about blessings and everything was all about self-gratification. The guy steal whatever Audi and this and that. And I thought by myself, the biggest wow of his souls. Are we willing to pay the price to see a city changed? To see Secunda truly being impacted?
affected and to see that this territorial atmosphere change because we as families are praying. We as families want to build a legacy that there's nothing, no disease, nothing that keep people in the place where God has planted us, where we rent a home or where we bought our houses. Where we will care enough for what Jesus did on the cross that we want to bring it to a community, starting with your neighbors. And then in the street, Every morning, I'm in my prayer room listening to the imams shouting in vain, there's only one God, Allah. Unsaved, without the knowledge of Christ and, and the revelation that he is the true savior and he's a prophet. Yes, he was a prophet, but he's the savior of the world. And even this morning while I was praying for today, I see God and I said, God, I pray again. Because where I, where my, my uh, prayer room is, uh, is uh, the highest point in Stannerton. And I can hear them. And my heart break because of the dedication of pagans. And we are fast asleep. And this is not a judgment against you tonight. But God wants to come and stir up your holy faith, my brother, to use you powerfully to bring a change in your families and in the places where you work and in Secunda and the places where God will send you because it is a never-ending invitation that Jesus brought in John 20, 20, where he said, peace unto you, as my Father has sent me, I'm sending you. We don't need permission from any person to pray for people. We don't need permission from any person to spread the gospel, the good news, Jesus. If he's in you, you are obligated to do that. And tonight, God wants me to just share a bit of my testimony with you. Um, and, and I want to just quickly bring the strings together. This morning, I spoke about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and what they did to clear the lineage and to create a platform for God to bring his son to the earth. But what was Sarah's role? One verse in Hebrews 11, 11, where the word says in the New King James Version, by faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, single, not plural. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who has promised. And the Lord spoke to me while we were worshiping. And he said to me, tell the men, don't be angry with your wife if she stand up out of bed to go and pray. There's some stuff that we know how to give birth to it. We have the capacity. God created us this way to give birth to God's purposes on the earth. The word says her faith gave us strength to conceive. 
You know, my brother, maybe there is something God wants you to do. Maybe there is a specific uh, a business that you need to start, but you hold your wife back. You are angry when you go and pray. In the meantime, Spirit of God is prompting her to go into the labor room, the intercessor's room, the prayer room, to conceive by faith, to receive by faith strength to give birth to your destiny. Because this is what happened. In fact, she gave birth to, to Isaac because of the strength she received by faith. And we see this every now and again in the word of God. And in Luke 18 verse 1 and 8, we, we look at the poor widow, distressed, begging an unrighteous judge for mercy for a child. And it's interesting how God sees this woman and how he compares it to us, his wife-to-be. In verse 1, the word says, also Jesus told them a parable to, be if, to the effect that they ought always to pray, not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. I tell you, he will defend, in verse 8 now, I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on earth? When you study the scripture in verse 8, you will see it is faithfulness in prayer. And you know how God taught me, and I want to, to, to walk you in a very short um, a testimony through how God taught me as a mother to guard over my family. Because relations and family is so important to God. It starts every relationship, I'm talking about family, always starts with a marriage. Then a family will come. Then nations. And from nations, we impact, impact the creation. Evil nations impact the creation in an evil way. Go and look for yourselves in the areas where the, where the um, pagans stay and live. Specific groupings. There's no trees. It's barrenness. It's like a, a desert. But go to Israel and go and look where God's people stay. There's always flowers and trees and there's music and there's happiness. Because God's people influence the creation to bring forth the blessings of God. Where we are, friends, and family in God, blessings should be released. Things should flourish. People should flourish. When people leave us after we, we've been with them, they, would, they should ask the question, what's different to this marriage? I had that many times in my life. Not because we are saints, but because I pursue 
the blessings of God and his character and what he meant for a marriage to be. Don't matter the storm. I choose peace. Don't matter the storm. I choose love. Don't matter the storm. I always trust God to rise above the challenge and to rise above the giant. So our second son, Espia, was born very, very fast. I mean like, boop. <laughs> Uncle Warren at the back, my husband Warren, he was there and literally, he went like this. <laughs> because the doctor was not ready yet. And because of that, his skull was a little bit prolonged. And the pediatrician came to me and he said to us that um, he's got bad news for us. Our son has a waterhead. And at that stage, I knew one thing to do, to ask God questions. Nobody taught it. I don't know. Holy Spirit must have taught me. So I asked God. I was, I was surprised, upset. I mean, come on. Nobody wants bad news. I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you say about this? And I heard that very still, small voice that I today know is the voice of Holy Spirit. And he just said this, it's a lie. So I told my husband, it's a lie, because I wanted to operate on his skull immediately. Six weeks on, um, they convinced me to take him for x-rays. In the old days, the x-ray machine was like a big black box up there and um, with a, with a, 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 a table, a, like a bed thing. And the um, radiologist took my little tiny baby. He weighed two and a half kilos when he left the hospital, so very small. And she started to prep him. I had my... Um, uh, um, laid like an apron on, three steps away, and she laid him out. And when she, she came and she put that cassette in there, when she stood back, Holy Spirit, softly, just say this, grab your baby. And I jumped, and I grabbed him like this, and I pulled him with two hands towards myself, and she shouted, what? are you doing? And at that moment, that entire black box came loose and fell. And I told her, thank you. You are just doing your work, but we will, we will not do x-rays. I have my answer. And I instantaneously knew there is a also on my eldest son, but on this one, is his testimony tonight, there is a huge calling. Because Satan is after his life. And then a second thing happened. He was two years old. I was pushing him in a, in a pram in Woolworths in Menland. And as I pushed him, I saw a lady came walking straight to me from the one side of Woolworths, straight to me. And she came and she stood in front of me and she said, this boy will give you hell one day. And at the top of my voice, because I knew 
this is a curse, and I'm not going to receive this. On the top of my voice in Woolworth's mainland, <laughs> I shouted at her, and I said to her, no one can curse what God has blessed. In Jesus' name, I cancel your words. And she ran away. And I can continue and continue with the testimonies. One day I was preparing food. It was very hot. Francho, my oldest son, my firstborn son, and, and Espia was in the bath. Small, little bit of water. Just to cool them down, I was preparing food. And Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Girl, your child needs you. When I came there, Espia was face down in that little bit of water already blue. Francia stood like, I couldn't help it. I was verloped. So I took Ispe out, I revived him, get the water out of his lungs, and as I did that, God spoke to me and he said, find your mother-in-law, she's got the answer. I'm sharing with you a testimony, because in this room I know there's people that needs faith tonight for miracles. So my husband, I was still busy with Espia, found his mom and told her what happened. And she said, don't you know, Francho carries um, his dad's, my, my father-in-law's names, as a small boy the same age, his brother drowned and he couldn't help him in a crib on the farm, and we broke that curse again. Said, you will not come near my family. In Jesus' name, why not? Because a price has been paid for every curse on the cross. When God reveals, he will heal. But we need to take action. People, we are, some of us in this room tonight, are in trouble because we are passive. When God speaks, we do not respond immediately. Passivity is not necessarily lie before TV or the entire day or sleep late. Passivity is more when God speaks, you don't respond immediately. And the message that he wants to bring you tonight is that God wants from us prophetic obedience. Abraham took Isaac when God spoke to him. He did not sit Isaac down and explain to him, Isaac, you know what? God, is one. God wants you as an offer. No. He just said, come with me. We are going to worship. Obedience is worship unto God. Worship release the miraculous. The miraculous is what will bring the world to repentance, because the word of God says, the goodness of the Lord leads you to repentance. In grade 11, he came to me, and he said, Mom, my average is 82%. Now, many things happened in between, where the Lord warned me in, in dreams, and told me he's in trouble. And I would, and Francia can witness that. If I had a dream, I went to them every, after a dream, to the bedrooms, and I would discuss the dream, and we would pray. Because this is what families do. We care about each other. 
The Spirit of God is the one that empowers us, that gives us revelation, that gives us wisdom to know how to do and what to do, how to respond. It is in you and it is in me. The thing is just, if we never start to take action, we cannot develop the voice of God in us. And hear from him how to save family lines, how to change curses into blessings, how to deal with the wicked stuff that Satan wants to bring, not God. God is not the one that's walking around to kill, steal, and destroy. He came to give life and life in abundance. But it will take action to tell Satan hands off. And I tell you today, I am a warrior because I've seen the faithfulness of God. I want to stir your faith tonight to a dimension where when you wake up, and I know that it's a, it is a cliche, but that, that every demonic force will shatter because a voice will be heard, or his voice. And this is who God made us to be. He made us a force because his, his spirit is dynamite. It's dynamite. It is a power to reckon with. But without us releasing that, it's worth nothing, people. He came to me and he said, Mom, my average is 82. Now, we prayed for them as young boys, young, before school age. And God revealed to us that what they will be one day. Because, you see, I spoke to the, the, the marriage uh, um, enrichment people yesterday, and I told them, how will we know how to train them in the ways they should go if we never ask God the question, what is the direction for Espia? What is the direction for Francois? And how to do that? Not in a religious way, come and lay hands on and let your voice, you know. No, practical. Because many times we do this and we think now it's done. We need to pursue God for the destiny of our family line. Because our family lines are supposed to bring him glory. I think it is in Psalm 72 where David says, One day the families of the nations will come and worship before God. Do I want my family to worship before God? Yes or no? Do I want this dimension of, of relationship? With God, where we can hear from him. So I asked God, God, how to help my son? I don't know. 82, I thought it's very good. I would never pressure him even for more. But he said, Mom, I'm under um, uh, what I can do. So the Lord told me something, and I said, Amanda, teach him to worship and to meditate on my word for half an hour before he starts to study. Because the spirit of knowledge, the geest van kennis, will receive what he learned. And his intellect can draw from a timeless dimension. He started to do that. I bought him everything of Freddie Heiler I could get. It's very deep worship where he sings about heavenly dimensions. And he started to meditate. He can sing every song of Freddie Heiler up till today. He's just made, I will tell you now. His marks went up 10% and more. Why? Because 
Holy Spirit taught me to ask him questions. How to do this practical? In your workplace, you see a person struggle. Don't just bash on them. First talk to God, how to help this person. What is the answer? Lord, I want the gifts in me activated. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of prophecy, healings, gifts of healings, and the nine gifts. Lord, I want this, I want this, I want this. The word of God says, if you desire, I will give. How big is your desire to impact? I have learned that it takes simple people with a terrible background like mine. But God's got nothing to say about your background. He's got everything to say about your future if you would just buy into his plan. Come to a place where you deal with the bitterness and the hatred and the resentment and the anger against the guy who raped you and desire his salvation more than your anger, than, than harboring your, your anger and cultivating to speak evil about people. The moment when we align our words with the plans of God, the miracles start to happen, I can testify about it. Radical miracles. One miracle that the Lord um, gave me, and if I share it with you, I understand it's a testimony. God gets all the glory. My friend came to me, uh, um, God's daughter, Pregnant for seven and a half months. They just discovered she's got her baby is spinobifidal. Or the scans, and that is under, you know, his legs is lame already in the in the womb. And she was devastated. And I just felt Holy Spirit so strongly. And I asked her only, do you believe God can heal even in the womb? Do you believe? And she said, yes, myself, Tanisilia, and Anneli prayed. The girl is in Pretoria. And I just felt Holy Spirit so absolutely there. And he spoke to me and he said, tell her not to go back to the doctor until the birth. And I thought, how to do that? Because think one thing, that she must be devastated. What to do, all the options, abortion, this and that. And I said, let's pray again. God, will you give me this miracle? Do something so that you can't go back to the doctor. It's for myself, to help myself. Anneli found her and she said, we prayed for you. And she actually told her that um, Amanda just got, don't go back, trust God. But then they found us. A miracle happened, actually. The doctor found her. He's got an opportunity to go on a two and a half months course somewhere overseas, and he will just be back in time for the um, birth. And I thought, wow, God, you're up to something. You are. I know him. I've been to Papua, Indonesia, worked there with Suzy Tatang, learning stuff. I'm in a school to learn more. And um, when I came back, Anneli gave me the amazing news. A little boy, 
perfectly healthy, six centimeter longer than what they thought it will be. God wants to stir you up in your holy faith. When Holy Spirit comes, and you can feel him, and you've got the unction, I want to tell you today, don't step back, step forward. God will use you to perform a miracle. So today, Espia, 28 years old, everything that you can think about on varsity, where the doctor said you must make peace at his birth, as a water cup, met alles wat daarmee saamgaan. He got, in his fourth year, the jak van a marwe, for those who know um, Martis, the jak van a marwe award for the most innovative India project. In his master's degree, in his doctor's degree, he just got the 28th doctor's degree, with absolutely phenomenal, and this is God. Why do I share the testimony with you? The Lord showed me there's people suffering in this church. And God wants you to pray. He wants to use you to bring the miracle. We, you know, Peter, Peter in Acts 3.12, he, he, he made a profound statement. Acts 3 verse 12. And Peter, seeing it, answered the people, You men of Israel, why are you so surprised and wondering at this? Why do you keep staring at us as though by our own individual power or active piety we had made this man able to walk? We need to do the step of obedience. Jesus says he will come and he will demonstrate his his word. It's not you and my um, responsibility to heal. It's our responsibility to respond on the prompting of Holy Spirit. How will we grow in faith? By small steps of obedience. God will take you. I saw this church. I saw many people are at the feet of that mountaintop. But there is leaders in front that's leading you. The Lord wants to bring you to a place where you will become families that impact the places where he sent you. Secunda, firstly. Not in a religious way, because religion kills. The letter kills. But the spirit gives life. We don't Bible bash people. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. I'm busy walking with a little family. It's nearly five years back when I went into the hospital in Stannerton. Very bad circumstances in the hospital. And I visited my prayer friend, 90 years old, three days before she passed on to the Lord. And I heard this young woman cry softly. And I felt so much compassion for her. I went up to her and I said to her, what can I pray for? Why is you so heartbroken? And she told me, her name is Nomsa. It is my sixth um, pregnancy and the baby is also dead. I lost five already. 
And because I felt the presence of Holy Spirit so in this place, his compassion for this girl, I asked her, can I pray for you? I put my hands on a little round stomach. She was six months pregnant, plus minus. And I pray, God, you said, there is a rich and power of Christ is in us. Will you do it for this family? God actually gave me a word of wisdom, and I prayed first, prayed and prayed, broke the curse, and I prayed. That little guy's nearly six now. I'm ministering to this to this family. They are still in a church that's not serving God. But I told Pastor Werner this afternoon, just if, uh, I check on them as a family irregular, and I just saw the dad's heart open for the gospel. And he said to me, I will never forget that day of this child's birth. Sarah needed faith to give her strength to at a very old age conceive. Because of her faith, we are here today. Jesus came from that lineage. He's waiting for us because there's people out there that are so desperately lost and broken. You see, I found in my life one thing. I can hang on to pain and disappointment and hurt, and I can just become this victim, or I can just do what the Word of God says and exchange whatever Satan tried to do to me to block the gifts in me, to block my calling in the Lord, and say, God, you become a curse so that I can be free. You bore stripes so that I can be healed. You were bruised for my peace. You poured out your blood as a guilt offering. And I can bring guilt, condemnation, and stuff before God. And come to a place where I want to tell him, I want to be your son. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to be your son. I want to be led by your spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit, with your spirit. We need the spirit of God. A church without the spirit is powerless. A Christian without the spirit is powerless. But filled with the spirit, we can be a dynamite for the Lord. And we can touch nations and touch generations. And as a family, we can become powerful. And I hear you say, my husband is not saved. The word of God is very clear. The one is righteous because of the other one. Do not take that as a disqualification. Because your spouse is not fully running next to you. You do what you must, must do. Because anyway, girls, the word of God says our example will lead our husbands to the Lord. Not shouting, not oiling their shoes so that they're so like a clay. I do not want to do it. I will not do it. It is the Lord for me. Because we know how to do it in good words, what is not biblical. By five, by five, by five. 
we please God. Amen? Kan ek vir julle bid? Elke persoon, luister gauw voor julle opspring, elke persoon het vanavond sê, I want to go to a new dimension with the Lord. There's five. To take you. To activate you tonight. Let's close our eyes. And let every person that wants to move on to a new dimension of life. You have five. You want a new dimension of life. Let's stand. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you. It's a given. You said if we ask, you will give, Lord. You said there's a measure for every one of us in this room tonight. Firstly, Lord, I want to repent on behalf of every person for all doubt in you. Father, I ask that you will forgive us for our unbelief. But your word also says that you are the one that helps us in our unbelief. And when we are weak, you are strong. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come powerfully on this church tonight. On every person, on every family, in Jesus' mighty name. That you will come and empower them and make them witnesses for you. To the ends of the earth, Lord. Father, I want to release a new dimension of faith in you in every heart tonight that's so open and ready to move on. And I pray, Father, as I lay hands on, as they pray, even secretly pray, Lord, that they will see the miracles, the signs and the wonders, because your word says in Mark 16, for those who believe, the blind will see, the dead will be raised, Devils will scatter. I pray, Lord, that we will draw so close to you when we enter dark places that the devils will flee in Jesus' name. That the darkness in Sukuna will flee, Lord, not because of us, but because of your presence in us. In Jesus' mighty name. And Father, I just come and I break every curse of disease, every generational curse of disease in this place tonight. Migraines, in Jesus' name, I bind you and I cast you out of this body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, barrenness, I bind and cast you out, out of every wimp in Jesus' mighty name. Stomach ails. The Lord showed me there's a person that's chronically ill because of this stomach. I cast you out of this body tonight in Jesus' name. Let's rise up in faith. Let's pray. Bring what hinders you before God. If you can pray in tongues, I want to ask you pray in tongues. Let us see God for the next two, three minutes for the miracle that we trust Him. Father, the unsaved husband, I bring him tonight before you. And I pray that he will meet you as a father. A revelation of your father heart. I break the curse of the orphan in this place tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. You are not an orphan. You are adopted in the house of God. You are a son. You are heir. Of Christ. Rubashita Rabashikia Roturiabashitia Riabashia Karabashia. Father, I bind fear in Jesus' name. 
and I cast fear out of hearts tonight, out of family lines and generational fear. I remove it from the DNA of the people that's been tortured for years. I bind you and I release the love of God. The word says it's the spirit that releases the love. And I pray, Lord, release your love with this fear. Just come and, and baptize the people with your love and your compassion, Lord. Hardness of heart. The Lord says he shatters hardness of heart tonight. And he will give you a new heart of flesh. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Perpetual lack. I bind perpetual lack. In Jesus' name. You have to go tonight. You have to go. I release the blessings of God. I activate the blessings of God into every family that lacks tonight. The supernatural open doors of God for work and finances you need to do the works of God. I break the curse of financial lack in Jesus' name. For your glory, Jesus. Because you said that we are not beggars. And you said, if you look after the lilies of the field, how much more you will look after your church. And Father, I pray that you will summon your angels tonight to every home. And Lord, that they will get to know how to work with heaven to bring down the kingdom to earth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Divorce. Father, I break the power of broken promises and broken covenants in this place tonight in Jesus' name. You will no longer torture this family line. And I release godly family relationships I break the curse of celibacy in Jesus' name. I break that curse, that Roman Catholic curse over you tonight. In Jesus' name. And I release to you a happy marriage and happy relationships, godly covenantal relationships from heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you tonight, Lord, for a boldness and for courage to move to new dimensions with you. New dimensions in prayer and intercession. New dimensions in faith and in the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray a blessing of a chauffeur, Secunda, and I pray, Lord, add to them. Add to them the souls that is longing Activate the evangelists in this place. Father, I just impart a love for Jesus and a love for the lost tonight. Bring them in, in Jesus' name. Father, your word says we must ask, pray to the Lord of the harvest to throw more harvesters into the harvest fields. And I see the harvest is so ripe. 
Frau more harvesters in, Lord. Bring them to help us. In Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Guys, just let's just stay in this moment um, because the Holy Spirit wants to just finish and complete what Tanya Amanda is stirring up here. Listen up. Is anyone among you suffering? Anyone? This is not just physical, all right? This is bitterness. This is anger. This is hopelessness. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save. Is anyone among us in need of breakthrough? And let's finish the work. To, tonight, God is the answer. It doesn't matter what the problem. And sometimes we sit too long on our problems. We don't ask God to come. So here's what we're going to do. Whether it's anger, whether it's bitterness, whether it's a need to really step into what God has for you. Whatever it is, the answer is tonight. We want to pray a simple prayer with you. Holy Spirit, come take control. And it's going to break anger. It's going to break bitterness. It'll be the solution. But what we want to do is just obey the scripture where the elders come and pray for you and anoint you. Quick prayer. But let's not leave an unfinished job here tonight. Right, so, so I'm, I'm just going to count to three. And we're just going to put faith to this, all right? Anger, bitterness, hurt. Maybe you've been brutally, brutally sinned against. It's holding you back. Myself, Tanya, Amanda, some of the leaders, we want to just finish what God is starting here tonight. All right. So whether it's just an eagerness and you've, you're frustrated with yourself because you know what you can do for God, you're not stepping into it, or whether it's literally you feel like something is blocking you, we're going to pray the same prayer. Come Holy Spirit and unblock the wells. All right. If that is you, let's move on free. One, two, three, and respond to God tonight. Come out where you are and face towards the... Um, the front so that we can know to pray for all right don't come because your friend is coming only if god is moving and and let's have patience if you're staying behind let's have patience for the work of what god wants to do here um so um, Anu, Mari, just some leaders please come and take some well we're going to pray a prayer over you we're going to release you tonight okay we're going to release you um and god's going to do it you don't even have to tell your story they're going to come anoint you with all the scripture says and pray over you and it's going to be a short prayer, but it's going to have a massive effect. If you want to be here, just respond. You can still respond. All right? We're not uh, want to make you do uh, things to make ourselves feel better. We want to just get you so that we can minister for you. Amen? It's as simple as that. All right. So um, if a band can just sing for us and make music. If you are at the back, will you take a seat? And take a moment to pray. You can pray with your spouse if you want to. You can pray for someone here. But there's no spectators here tonight. But let's just press for another five minutes and allow God just to finish what, what he is starting here tonight. Amen. Okay.